Hello, mamas and papas. Welcome to Dad Smarter, Not Harder, the podcast that teaches parents the minimum effective dose to raising capable, confident, mentally strong children. I am your host, June Loiza, and I live in San Francisco with my wife and two daughters, Juniper, who is four, and Kimball, who is two. I am super excited today. Over the next few weeks, I will be posting podcasts with my interview with Mikaline Duclef, who's the author of the parenting book that has most impacted my life, Hunt, Gather, Parent. Now, unlike other podcasts, I'm not just going to post the entire video. I'm going to take snippets from it, hopefully around 10 minutes, so that you can more easily digest this information. You know, we're parents, and we just don't have the time to listen to an hour, hour and a half interview. My interview with Mikaline was a total of an hour and a half. So I'm going to be cutting those down into several pieces so that you can digest it as quickly as possible, and then you can take action on it as effectively as possible as well. Today on the first episode, we're going to be talking about how you should not react in anger, and instead you should give children the benefit of the doubt. You're going to immediately have lessons and learnings that you can apply in your household today. Now, what are you going to learn? You are going to learn how to build a better relationship with your children. Mikaline is going to tell you the story of how her six-year-old was taking the fine champagne glasses from the cupboards and she was going to react in anger, but she didn't. And what happened after that? And then I'm going to tell you a story of when Juniper seemed like she was tackling Kimball and she was going to throw her off the table. But instead of reacting in anger, I did something else. And in both of these stories, you're going to realize that for some reason in the Western culture, we tend to react in anger and assume the worst in our children. Why we do that, we'll explore a little bit in this podcast. But more importantly, we'll talk about what is the best way to respond in order to build that loving relationship with your child. Okay, enough of me. Let's get into this. Here is the interview with Mikaline Ducliffe. There was an interesting example recently, which gets into a lot of issues in the book, but she, um, what was it that she, oh, she was, it was my birthday and, um, she brought out some of, some of the champagne glasses that we have that are like 20 years old that my husband and I had. And, you know, my, my instinct is to be like, what are you doing? You're going to break those, you know, put those back. What, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I, 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 I paused for a second Mm. and I said, What's your plan for those? <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? You know, yeah. so trying, trying to one, like not tell her what to do, right? Mm. But also being open to the idea that she has something good planned, right? That she's trying to do something nice. That so that idea that children are actually really pro-social, really want to help, really want to be good. And that we often jump to the conclusion that they're doing something wrong, mm. that they're, they want to play, they want to break it. So I try, try, you know, and I still fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, what are your plans for, for those? And she said, I'm going to make you and dad a, a special drink for tonight. <laughs> and, and I was like, wow. And she did. She made these beautiful drinks with fruit in them. And she didn't break the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like the old me would have yelled at her right yes. then, like snapped and like told her what to do and automatically assumed she was going to do something wrong. And even though I still kind of thought that, at least I gave her the opportunity to like tell me and show me that she wasn't. She was actually yes. planning something really beautiful and wonderful. And That's so uh-huh. wonderful that you were able to catch yourself in that moment. 
Can I give you a, a really quick example of that as well that happened recently? Sure. My two-year-old was on a table or something a little bit dangerous. And my four-year-old comes and I'm in the kitchen. I'm watching this. I'm thinking to myself, just let them be. They can figure it out. And my two-year-old comes. I'm focused on something with the dishes. And all of a sudden, I hear crying. And I see my four-year-old holding on to my two-year-old. And my two-year-old struggling. And I'm worried because she could fall off this table and hurt herself. Right. Right. And my first instinct, of course, is stop what you're doing. Look, you're, you're hurting her. She could fall off the table. But I caught myself in that moment. And I'm like, Juniper, what's going on over there? <laughs> I just ask her. And she says, Kimball's trying to jump. I'm holding on to her so she doesn't oh. jump. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And like that moment, again, I was like, oh, I'm so thankful to myself that I didn't jump to conclusions. Because the four-year-old, it looked, right, with right. no context that she was trying to throw her off the table or something like that. Right, but like she that. was actually trying to help her. She was trying to help her. Oh, my goodness. So, absolutely. I, it's, um, I have so many questions, and I feel like we're still in this context-setting mode, but, but I'm having a really good time. And I think... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, no. This is, this is really good. I'm wondering, why is that instinctual... For us, while it seems that the Maya culture in Mexico, the Hadzabi, the Inuit culture, these ancient cultures that you visited, they're not reacting in this way. What's going on here? You know, it's such a good question. And like, I don't know that why it's, it is the way it is, but in the last probably I'd say 150 years or so in Western culture, in the dominant culture of America, there has been this shift to thinking that children are really like nefarious. Like they mm. have these like nefarious They're motivations. Up no They're up to no good, and mm. and and they don't want to be up to good, right? They want like to 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 hurt the child. They want to mess up the glasses. They you know mm -hmm. they have. It's a very antisocial view of children. And it's been documented in the scientific literature. And when you go to many other cultures, like the Maya, the Inuit, the Hadzabe, parents say the opposite. Children are inherently want to do good. They don't know how. And I think what happens is when you come at it with, and it's, so it's your job to teach them, mm -hmm. right? So your Juniper is your four-year-old, is that Juniper, right? yes. Juniper, four-year-old, and Kimball's my two-year-old, yes. <laughs> yeah, so she wanted to help the little one, right? And you coming in, and if a parent comes in and starts yelling at her, not only is it like starting tension between you and the child, right? But the parent has also neglected to see the child's contribution, right? Mm. And I remember even as a kid, this happening to me, like I'm trying to help something and my dad would come and yell at me, mm -hmm. even though like I wanted to say to him like, but I'm trying, I'm trying to be helpful. And what happens over time is there's this big tension between you, the parent and the child, but also the child stops wanting to help mm -hmm. because they try and they get yelled at, you know, it, it's just kind of this horrible snowballing thing. Um, why it's happened, I think it probably has something to do with religion, mm. something to do with a switch around 150 years ago where psychologists started telling us that children should only play, yeah. that their job in the family is to play and they, they, they shouldn't be working. Yes. Um, and of course, we're not, I'm not, the book, we're not telling 
you know, that children shouldn't play. It's, it's actually the opposite. There's a lot of play. But what the book is bringing is that children have like this innate desire. They have this innate need. And there's a lot of psychology to support this, to help their family and to contribute to their family. And it makes us human. And seeing that in young children and, and then embracing it and helping them and guiding them and that will make that desire grow over time and will build yes. this incredible connection between you and the child. Whereas not seeing it and even saying the child is hurting or not helping, you know, will do the opposite. And this is a major part of, I think, what's wrong in a lot of families and with kids and is that kids want to help. They're trying to help mm -hmm. and contribute to their family and parents don't see it. And in fact, parents get angry or they tell them to go play. Yeah. You know, there's a beautiful story. I was talking to Angela Lopez. She's a psychologist and she has a two-year-old. She's, I think she's Mexican-American. She's a two-year-old. And she was telling me that her little two-year-old wants to help with the laundry. And I was yes. like, well, what does that look like? And she says, she, the two-year-old comes over and starts throwing the laundry, but also starts kind of balling it up. And she said, yeah. you know, I interpret the balling up of the laundry as her trying to fold it. And, and this is just, to me, that's just so beautiful. And it's like stuck in my head because I would just say she's balling up the laundry, <laughs> you know, but she was as, as, as a, you know, a Mexican American, she was interpreting as the, the child really trying to fold it up. Mm -hmm. And she said, so, you know, then I teach her like, you know, okay, yeah, you fold it. And then we put it in the drawer. Right. And so she's already like seeing the child in a very pro-social way and, and embracing that and encouraging that and bringing that along versus, oh, you're just playing with the laundry yes. and you want to make a big mess. Go play. I need to finish this, which is yes. the way I would interpret a two-year-old balling up the laundry. <laughs> so I always now yeah. try to look at Rosie's behavior as like, where's the balling of the laundry? What is she really trying to do? Is there, is there somewhere in there is something pro-social? And, yes. and if I don't know, then I ask. I love what are, that. You know, because she's six now. So you know, what are your plans? <laughs> what are you know, when in doubt, ask. You know, what are, like you did. Like, what are, yeah. what, what's going on? What's you know? going on over there? I hear crying. <laughs> no, I love this. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is the first of several episodes that I'll be publishing with my interview with Micheline Ducliffe. Remember, the entire interview is about an hour and a half, and I'm going to take the best pieces and condense it within 10 minutes so that you can digest it in this busy parenting life that we have. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. If anything, hit me up on Twitter at Jun Thank you very much.